If you're a Christian coach, speaker, or influencer, this is the right place. You're listening to the Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for biblical encouragement, spirit-led wisdom, and practical ideas as you answer God's calling to increase your authority by becoming an author. I'm Nika Maples, and I can help you write your next book so that you can take your business to the next level while advancing the kingdom and transforming people in Jesus' name. This is episode 138, Do a Little at a Time, an interview with Andrea Jones. Andrea and I are in the same mastermind under the same coach and met one another through our community interactions in that coaching program. When she let me know that she was working on her first book, I had to have her on my podcast. I love listening to why and how people feel called to write books as Christians, and why they press on, even when it's something unknown that they've never done before. I love Andrea's perspective and how she used her background and skills, as well as her perspective as a loving mother, to bring together an inspiring story that will help anyone who is facing unexpected outcomes in their family. Well, welcome, Andrea. We're so happy to have you on the Keep Writing Podcast. Oh, thank you. Well, it's a privilege to be on here. I've loved following you and learning more just about book writing and all of the process that goes into that. It's definitely been an encouragement and inspiration to me. So thank you for having me here. Oh, my pleasure. Tell the listeners a little bit about your background, because I know you're an entrepreneur. And so what kind of business have you built? Yeah. So I am a registered nurse, a functional hormone coach, dietary supplement specialist. So I, I primarily work with women balancing their hormones. So I help them to get rid of, you know, painful periods, mood swings, et cetera, all the way through menopause, primarily focusing on natural ways to support their hormones, getting women off hormone replacement therapy, if it's appropriate. And I absolutely love getting to watch the transformation with all of that. But my background is actually in pediatric nursing. So I spent almost 15 years in the hospital working in the peds ICU, NICU, and acute pediatrics before my own hormone crash after my first daughter that really led me into more of a holistic nursing approach. So that's a little bit more about my background in medicine. Now, is that what your book is about? No, my book has nothing to do with either of those things, except for I will be pulling a little bit on my pediatric background. But my book is actually, at least the first book, is about my daughter's journey through healing pandas. So pandas, you know, just is an acronym for pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorder associated with strep. And so she got a standard run-of-the-mill strep infection, like everybody gets in first or second grade. And unfortunately for her, it turned into a a full-blown autoimmune assault on her brain and her function. So she went from a completely neurotypical, happy, functioning, you know, eight-year-old at the time to losing almost all of her executive function within a very short period of time. So it was like having a stroke victim. So she, you know, she knew how to unload the dishwasher. She could do her own laundry. We didn't like make her do that, but she knew how to put laundry in the laundry. And, you know, she knew how to fold her clothes and put them away appropriate 
seven-year-old tasks, eight-year-old tasks. And when pandas took over it, it literally, it hijacks their brain. And so it creates these antibodies that attack the limbic system that create changes in mood, behavior, executive function. So for her, she lost all of it. She couldn't regulate her emotions anymore. She would have, you know, screaming tantrums for five hours a day. That's not an exaggeration. Yeah. So our life quite literally flipped upside down within a matter of a wow. week. Yeah. Yeah. Devastating. Yeah. Yeah. Devastating. Yeah. Well, no um, sugarcoat that one. Was she, was she in school at the time going to school? She was. Yeah. And interestingly, I guess one of the more challenging things as a parent is she could totally push through the school day and the, the focused work and she could, you know, pull on some of, you know, some of that function to get through the day, but then at home is where, you know, a lot of the meltdowns were. And so it was extremely difficult navigating the school system because I could see where she was really struggling. Like it should not take four hours to do homework at night. It never took four hours to do homework at night and them refusing to do like an IEP because she was fine in the classroom, like things like that, that I learned how to advocate really well (laughs) during that season, but it was not fun. It was, is, was horrible. So that's a little bit about the journey and then really just how I learned, how we are learning as a family to stay connected through the ups and downs of healing and deal with our own traumas and deal with our own emotional process, our faith, all of it was challenged in that season. So Mm -hmm. it's really about, you know, how to, how to encounter God, how to break free of fear, how to hold on to hope when, you know, everybody's telling you this could be a lifelong thing for her. Mm -hmm. And you just, it's like, I'm not letting go of that until it is in my face. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's that kind of uncovering and finding hope in those really hard places. So had you, Uh, When did it occur to you to write a book about this? Probably, I want to say, I'd have to look back. It's in my iPhone notes the day that I wrote, like I got the book title and like who it was like, I just had this crazy encounter, like during my prayer time where I was like, wow, this is for somebody. It's not just for me. There's somebody out there that actually needs to hear this. And it was probably about a year and a half into her journey and for me personally, I really needed to see that this could be used for something good. Like what we were going through could not that it was, you know, given to us or whatever, you know, to produce something good, but that if I knew there was a purpose to the pain, it would, it was like some force of momentum behind me, I guess, that would enable me to like, you know what? what would have helped me during that season as a mom trying to navigate this? And I have, you know, a a vast experience in pediatric medicine, and I have no clue how to navigate this with my own child. And it hits different, you know, different. Yeah. So had you ever thought in your whole life about writing? I mean, is that an interest of yours before that time of prayer where you really felt like God was showing you that he wanted to connect this book? with a reader? I think, you know, that's a really funny question because I remember times where people told me you need to write a book about, you know, this, you know, other experiences in my life where that were just like impossible things, right. That God just kind of brought me through. And I just was like, 
it just never like the go button was never pushed. You know, it was like, there was never a passion or a fire that came under that. But I think because of how destructive this illness is and how it destroys families and how desperately we needed hope in that season and not being able to find it, that it's like, if this is the one thing that keeps somebody moving and keeps somebody pushing for healing and keeps them, you know, taking a breath one day, you know, one day after the next and, and showing up for their family when you just want to, you know, peace out, like done with this mess, then it would be worth it for them. Mm -hmm. And, and then it just became digging into all the reasons why I didn't think I was qualified to do it. Mm -hmm. And I would say I'm still kind of uncovering some of those things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If that makes sense. It's a process for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people will ask themselves that question. Am I qualified? Mm-hmm. So how do you answer that question when it comes up? You know, it's interesting because I don't hear anybody telling me that I'm not qualified. It's me right. that's wrestling with me, you know? Right. But then I just, I've kind of had to flip it on myself of like, but what about, what were the books that resonated the most to me? It was a personal, like captivating story that, you know, showed some element of overcoming some element of doing something impossible, finding hope in those dark places. And I'm thinking, what if that person had never written that book and I had never read it and it never got me into therapy when I was going through really hard things, you know, 20 years ago. And so I think it's just that, I don't have to feel qualified to do it. No, you don't have to. Yeah. And I probably won't. Honestly, I don't, I don't know that that feeling is the thing that I should be paying attention to. It's more mm-hmm. a knowing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, how did you approach it? You know, okay. You have a, a blank page. Yeah. How, how did you approach it? You have this whole story to tell and maybe some lessons. I don't know if you're going to incorporate lessons from the Bible in it, or if you're just telling the story or what, how did, yeah. how did you organize your thoughts? Yeah. So first thing was I had to get it out of my head because I had a lot of ideas floating around in my head. And, you know, my daughter is 11 now and she's, I would say about 95% healed. We still have some stuff that we're working through, but I mean, it, it's completely miraculous, the turnaround in her life. So now I get to invite her in, you know, what do you want people to know? Are you okay with me sharing this aspect? Because it's your story. It's her story too, really. So there is an honor element that needs to be there. But really what I did was I just gave myself permission to free dump. And I was like, I'm going to write out some topic ideas and start just filling it in. And then I can go back and pare things down if I need to, but I'm just going to write whatever I feel like I need to write. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, I would say, I, like I said, I'm still in that process of organizing the flow of, of things and kind of writing the story. And I, I wanted to be very intentional about writing it before we were done. Like, before we got to that place in here, yeah. very few people talk about the middle, like the, the messy middle before things are finished, before you get your healing, before you get your answered prayer. And I really wanted to make sure that I was spending time writing while I was in those places, because there's just, there's emotions that you can access there that are easy to forget when do you know what I mean? Like when you're out of it, it's like, whoo, how did we do that? I don't know. But when you're in it, you can kind of, there's, I don't know, there's just like a different grit. I think that allows people to connect in a different way, I guess, in that, 
in that space. And so that's what I've just allowed myself the permission to do is like, I'm just going to write out some, you know, some topic headers, maybe some titles for those chapters when I really want people to leave those chapters with, and then I'm going to kind of fill in the blanks. And really I, the, the heart behind it is, and I haven't, I haven't done the encounter piece yet, but that's going to be at the end of every chapter where it's leading them to asking mm. questions. And there are probably going to be some scripture verses and maybe some like, go listen to this song, this, you know, and just let it minister to you really so that they're able to connect with the heart of God. Yes. It regardless, like it doesn't matter if it's your kid that's sick or it's a divorce or, you know, you're losing a parent or you're setting really strong boundaries with somebody. I mean, all of those things are hardships, right? Mm-hmm. And so really it's just learning how, how can I connect to God in this place that feels really just the opposite of his nature yes. and his character and everything that I've been told that I would experience about God, like all of that is getting flipped on its head. And so I kind of rabbit trailed there, but I think I, I think hopefully no, no, no. I the question. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it, it's wise for you to, to address it during the time when you're feeling it, because okay. you, you are so close to, you're so close to it because it's mm-hmm. in your home every day. It's in your right. thoughts every day. And now's the time to capture those feelings. And right. because you can capture the, the still, the, the still unknown yes. where you're thinking, will this ever right place of 100% healing and right. how am I right here and what am I praying and what am I thinking and what am I doing right, yes. here, right now with it okay. just as it is so with the panda still affecting your your family mm-hmm. I assume that I mean especially I don't know if your daughter still has extended times of disruption to her nervous system or things like that but I would imagine it's not easy to find time to write Right. So how do you, how do you do that? I, that is a really good question because this was my biggest, well, my biggest challenge, but then I also was like, I'm going to challenge myself here because I I keep waiting for windows and like, unless I bust that window open, it's not going to open. Like I just have to make those windows happen. And so what I've started doing is, is really just, you know, five or 10 minutes at a time, the Mm -hmm. laundry's doing its thing. I'm going to spend five or 10 minutes just fill, you know, rereading that chapter, filling it in. And, you know, or after the kids are in bed, I spend five or 10 minutes. So it's not these, I don't have the luxury of two to three hours of time, you know, at, at some point I will, I'm sure. But right now that's just not, not where things are at. And so that's really what it looks like for me. Or, you know, if my husband's watching a show, then I'll pull out my laptop and five or 10 minutes here or there just to fill it in. And so that's kind of, you know, it's gotten me to the almost halfway mark. So I'm like, okay. Awesome. Yeah. So we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah. Oh, I I want people to hear that. It's just small. Mm -hmm. It's it's small efforts. up. I mean, as with anything, if you if you put one penny in a jar every day, it's eventually right. going to fill the jar. I mean, it's right. just a fact. It's going to fill the jar. Right. It feels one penny though feels insignificant, right? You know? So you think, yeah. well, if this is all I have. Is this ten minutes? Right. I it, I might as well not start. Exactly. 
then you overlook that 10 minutes over and over again fills the jar. Right. And 10 minutes over and over again will finish the book. Yeah. So I'm glad that you're approaching it in a way that my listeners can relate to because nobody has, you know, three or four hours they could set aside regularly, but we dismiss the times that we do have. So I tell them to write, to find the nooks and crannies of time. Mm -hmm. Like you said, a lot of times, like when you're waiting for a big pot of water to boil, Mm -hmm. just sitting there watching it. I mean, (laughs) sit down, like have, have your notes ready to add some notes to or clean it up or there's right. just lots of time that we have waiting <clears throat> on yes. something like laundry and uh, we could use it. Exactly. Well, and you know, I was just, it's funny that you said that because I was just thinking about, I would get so overwhelmed, especially when she was really, really sick and, you know, rage meltdowns, you know, sensory overload. It was just nonstop. And I was, would get overwhelmed with this, you know, the needing to clean my house or the, you know, I got to do the laundry. I need to do this thing, but I couldn't because I was constantly being interrupted by behaviors. And I was like, I have to stop waiting for this to be different. Like I have to find a system that works for me now. And that system was okay. Well, I can't clean the whole living room, but I can clean off this table. And Mm -hmm. if I get interrupted, then at least I did something right. And so it was a trick that I learned. Otherwise I would start to get overwhelmed and feel like I was behind in the process. And so, you know, it's the same thing with my business. Okay. Well, do I have time today to write a two hour webinar? No, but I have 20 minutes and I'm going to put the bones together. And then tomorrow I'm going to do the next thing. And then tomorrow, and you know, by the end of the week, you're finished. So Mm -hmm. I think I don't, I really wish I knew where that idea came from that we had to finish it all. Do you know what I mean? Like if we can't finish it, then don't start it. I'm really curious where that comes from because I think, I know I struggle with that and I I can imagine it's -hmm. probably one of the bigger roadblocks to book writing or finishing anything is just that belief that we have to has to look a certain way. Right. And so I'm just making it work with my life right now because it will never get done. I have young children. And so I am very realistic about the fact that this is what my life looks like right now. And, you know, it's either that or wait till they're 25 and that's not an option. So, and and we presume upon the future as if like, Oh, well, when this, you know, when this season is over with the kids and they're gone, they're like doing their own thing. We presume that we know what that will look like. And yeah. you actually have no idea. Right. This might be the slowest time in your life. This yeah. might be. Right. I and mean, we don't know, but it's really good. Yeah. I think it, you're right. Where does this concept come from? That how, what's enough anyway, getting enough. Right. Yeah. Like, if if when you're talking about cleaning the house, I mean, like, how much is enough? The whole the whole living room or the whole house? Right. You know, how much is enough to write the whole chapter or the whole section? You know, right. there's no way to know when it's enough. It, you just have to make a little tiny one tiny bite. Yeah. Um, for me, yeah, the one of the things that I do that's kind of like that. I like how you said, "Well, I can clean off this table." For me, the, the I decided to was the smallest number where I could feel like it was accomplished. Something was accomplished if I did two. So I picked two. So I started saying, I started a little thing that I call the two minute tango. 
So I'm like, hey, two minute tango. It takes two to tango and it takes two minutes for me to feel like something's done. So I would set my timer on my phone for two minutes and we all have two minutes. Yeah. Like totally. Two, at, at any point, in, at any point, you can get two minutes. Right. So I set my phone for two minutes and I see how much I can get cleaned in the kitchen in two minutes. Wow. And usually it takes the edge off. Yes. You know, yeah, like totally takes the edge off. And I'm like, whatever was about to drive me crazy. No, it's not all the way clean, but whatever was about to try to like me over crazy, the edge. Yeah. Yes, it got back into control with two minutes. Yep. Exactly. I love that. And it really has, I I would say that's one of the most encouraging things, just, you know, watching your Instagram and listening to your podcast is you're so practical and you give so many good practical ways Mm -hmm. to make it work so that Mm -hmm. we're not like, it really leaves no room for excuses because Mm -hmm. we all want to, and there's no judgment on that. Like we all have, you know, we all have those mindsets where we do that. So and I have them too. And they pop up yeah. and it's like, no, but I really could five minutes. Let's just, yeah, let's just reread the chapter. See, see least, what happens. You know? Yeah. So I love, I just love the way that you share and you've, you've definitely encouraged me to, even without knowing it, you know, just encouraged me to, to step out and really trust the work that God has done in our mm-hmm. family and trust what he's going to do. Yes. Whatever, even if it's just one person. I'm like, I was that just one person that needed that book Mm -hmm. that somebody wrote. I'm just kind of leaning into that, that place and not feeling like it has to be perfect or finished or, you know, Mm -hmm. look a certain way, but really just kind of trusting the process, not Mm -hmm. to be cliche, but yeah. yeah. So I'm curious if how, how far into the future have you thought ahead? Like, Toward the end of publishing it, mm-hmm. if you already have some ideas or are you just letting it unfold? That's a really good question because the publishing piece is what I've just started looking into within the last month of like, what are my options? What does that look like? And you know, it's a, it's a big undertaking. Just there's so many different routes that you can go. So, so that's the piece that I'm looking at, but my goal from is I really do want to be finished writing it by like the first of the year have like the, the final draft on my end done and then look into the publishing piece of editing and all of that stuff. So that's my goal for myself. I might eat my words after this podcast airs, but it's hey, good to challenge myself. You never know. I, so. think, I think it's the right thing to do is you should just go after it because one of the things that stops us so often is because we don't know the end of the story. Right. And it's like, if, there, I can't tell you how many women I meet who are just so hung up on, I can't figure out the publishing aspect that yeah. they never actually start writing the book. Oh yeah. And I'm like, first Thessalonians 524, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. If he called you to, to, to put that on paper, he's not going to be like, well, there it is. It's finished. Sorry. I'm not going to give you any ideas for how to get it. And I mean, it doesn't matter. But we think that, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. You're on your own from here. Thanks for obeying, but you're, that's it. Yeah. I mean, no, his character is take everything to completion. Yeah. So, you know, you'll, you'll know, and he'll guide you to the next thing when it's time for the next thing. Right. He didn't tell Moses. Okay. When you go and talk to Pharaoh, it's going to take a whole bunch of times. 
Like, yeah, and I'm going right. to do, this, you know, and I'm going to do the, he, he kind of let him know, you know, uh, right. that he was able to do miracles, but he didn't say it's going to be crazy. There's going to be frogs and blood and gnat. There's going to be dead animals and hail. Just, yeah. well, hang on. He didn't yeah. tell him a single thing. Right. You know, and yeah. then with the Red Sea, he's not like, and then the climax is going to be this moment. Right. When I, all he did was like, I want you to just go talk to him. Yep. And so mm, that, really we're, but we're like feeling entitled. Yeah. How, wait, 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 how's this going to go? Yeah. I'm going to the end from the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. And he knows the end from the beginning, but he knows that we would. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Darn it. it. Wouldn't it be nice? Well, if we didn't know, we would never go. And I would mess it up. Yeah. (laughs) I know myself. I know how I do. Okay. So, so since it's in the future and we don't know when this is coming out, I know there are people who are either have a similar story or even the same story. I mean, Mm -hmm. that may be a rare physical circumstance, but you never know if God wants somebody to hear this, who is in the same circumstance, they're going to want to follow you so they can be ready. So where can people find out more or follow you? Yeah. Good question. So I actually have two different Instagram pages. One is primarily like home family pandas stuff. And that's at healthy hole at home. So if you use the at sign on Instagram, healthy hole at home is where I do a lot of, you know, just the talking about that whole process. And then the, my hormone aspect of things where I I do talk a little bit about family in there as well is at abundant wellness with Andrea. So you can find Mm -hmm. either of those pages. I often, you know, will kind of cross-reference the other pages when people are interested in certain things. Mm -hmm. So one of those ways you'll be able to get a hold of me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Andrea. Your vulnerability to talk about a difficult time in your life is a blessing to us. And so thank you. I pray that everything goes smoothly and that you keep on knowing the next step to take and you keep on taking those little snippets of time to get it done. Well, thank you. Well, thanks for taking the time to have me on here. It was, it was a great privilege. So thank you so much. Are you subscribed to my YouTube channel yet? I love creating weekly lessons that will bring value and insight to you about your writing, publishing, and book marketing journey. When you listen to my podcast, you learn through your ears. But when you watch my YouTube channel, You learn through your eyes and ears, making double the impact in half the time. See you over on YouTube.